Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Walking Dead World Beyond Season 1 is over, and I'm so sad about it, but hey, I'm so happy that we've got one more podcast here on the Fear of the Walking Dead World Beyond podcast series that we've done here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by the great Jessica Leese. Jess, uh, you seeing any ghosts, Zelton style right now? Um, You know, I feel like I've... I've received a message from somebody else, and then I've just decided to be mad at a completely different person. Mm-hmm. That, seem, <laughs> that seems right, of course. Uh, we've got Chappelle here, and Chappelle, now is the time that we can reveal that we've had you along this podcast this whole time because of your secretly brilliant brain that we've just been wanting to harvest for the betterment of podcast kind. Yes, and it's not about my brain. It's about the siblings we made along the way. Uh-huh. So <laughs> here we are. I'm very happy to be here. Also, I feel like that wasn't a secret, Josh. Yeah, that it was wasn't like a secret. Pitch. It, well, it wasn't a secret so much as like, you know, like uh, hope being the ad. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. Well, it wouldn't be uh, a season finale of The Walking Dead World Beyond, which introduces a very major character here in this final two hours. If we didn't introduce a new main character ourselves here on the podcast, he is a, a regular around the RHAP and PSR extended universe. He is someone who has been listening to the Walking Dead podcast all season long, has been DMing me his secret takes. Uh, one could say that he's been like the secret huck of this crew. All along the way, the great AJ Mass is in the house. AJ, welcome to the podcast. Hi, I, I, I was uh, on this other podcast and they stole my stuff. Can I get huh? you guys come with and uh, get it back? I promise. I promise. It's all on the level. Um, AJ, we will happily uh, do whatever we can to get your stuff back. Um, given current circumstances, it might be hard to get us all together in in one spot. But this is the best we can do. It's a, it's a, a four-headed podcast crew for this week. Closing out World Beyond. We've got no fear to speak of. Nor do we have any fear talking about the Walking Dead world beyond. But if you are somebody who's been coming to the podcast and be like, I just listen to the fear stuff and then I'm out. Or sometimes I have to suffer through the world beyond stuff because you do it in a weird order and you do fear second. Uh, there's no fear to speak of right now. It, that was done last week. It's still done. Um, I do have an update as it pertains to fear of the Walking Dead, if anyone's interested. <laughs> I would like to know. I would like to know. I don't. I don't follow. We don't. We don't. Just said no. Just downvoted. Cover your ears. (laughs) Cover your your ears, Jess. This one's for me. What's up? Um, I got an interview up with Scott Gimple up at the Hollywood Reporter right now. Scott Gimple, chief content officer of the Walking Dead franchise, and uh, Mr. Gimple says that um, Fear the Walking Dead is not only back in production, which suggests to me that I think we will probably get Fear the Walking Dead shortly after. The uh, the six episodes of the flagship Walking Dead start airing February through the beginning of April. I think we could get the next bit of Fear the Walking Dead as soon as April. Uh, Mr. Gimple also says that they're already starting to write the seventh season 
of Fear of the Walking Dead. That's how far into the the future those those folks are. So very, you're saying they have confident. a plan. They've got they have a plan. A plan. <laughs> They've got a plan. That's exciting. I mean, we've been tracking like, oh wow, Fear of the Walking Dead's been really good this year. Uh, so that's some exciting news to, to potentially put on the board. Um, I mean, I feel like they need more time if they're really going to think about how much they're going to disappoint us with something terrible. That takes uh, more planning. So <laughs> they really got well. yeah, they got to seed that out. Uh, yeah. I think I'm supposed to say seeds, baby, but I don't really get it yet. Seed, um, baby. I'll um, say it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, AJ, do you have any thoughts on, on Fear the Walking Dead that you want to throw out now before we start getting the world beyond and giving people like a little bit of extra time to like maybe be like, I don't want to hear about the world beyond? Um, I, I enjoyed this, the uh, season, uh, at least the, the part of it that we saw. I, I, I like the uh, episodic kind of Terminus-esque kind of uh, feel to it where we just say, oh, let's, let's look at these guys. Let's look at these guys. Let's look at these guys. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm not entirely uh, sold on where we landed. I realized that wasn't supposed to be the end of it all, but I'm not really entirely sold on the whole Alicia versus Strand civil breakup. war. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought, you know, they had hinted the whole thing like, you know, a spy on the inside, a spy on the inside. Then why wouldn't they have left Virginia's sister there, left Dakota as the spy, but whatever it, it, I thought they were leading in a different direction, but I'm willing to see where it goes because it's been, it's been a fun ride and I I've enjoyed the episodic nature of it. Is Madison coming back? Oh dear Lord. Um, Jess, I gotta say the more I think about you. it, the more convinced I am that it's happening. Pro- I mean, probably because why not? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they, uh, you know, bring back uh, Nick at this point. I mean, <laughs> that, one would be hard. that one would be hard. You never know. <laughs> they could bring him back, Chappelle, as a ghost. We now definitely have it in the in the world beyond canon, at least that like if you're like sort of uh, on the edge or, of uh, when you're between both worlds, <laughs> uh, on the edge when of glory, <laughs> you were entering the world beyond. Um, I, I looked away from the television for a split second, and I thought, "Oh wow, he's fine. Oh wow, he's dead." I need to start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the episode over from the beginning, and now I understand what was happening. But yeah, it was jarring up. if you weren't yeah. paying attention. Yeah, <laughs> he's really only mostly dead. Yeah. Right. I was yeah. like, oh, look at him. He's sitting right there. Look, Percy. Percy's sitting there talking about that dead guy who is Percy. All right, we're yeah. starting the episode over. We're going to start again. Wait a minute. Are there clones now? <laughs> yeah. I don't need it. I don't need yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and we are nothing, uh, Jess, if not uh, very careful to uh, to paying careful attention to detail here on the Fear of the Walking Dead World Beyond podcast. Nothing gets past us. It, it's not true of everybody that listens to us, apparently, but yes. it's certainly true of us. Nothing gets past us. So, all right. Well, some light Fear of the Walking Dead talk before we start launching into the world beyond. Uh, I suppose now would also be a great time before we even uh, launch into the world beyond to tell you a little bit about our sponsors for this episode of the Post Show Recap. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions. No fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop in 
watch free. AJ Mass dropping in. Uh, uh, we got to get your takes on the record of what you feel about The Walking Dead World Beyond before we start going into spoilerific detail about the two-part finale, other than the fact that apparently there's briefly some ghosts involved. <laughs> I am pleasantly surprised with the show. I thought this was going to be a complete... <sighs> Red machete train wreck. I thought we were going to be watching this and going, oh, gosh, are we like just doing a young adult version of this that has no impact on my life and I have no feels for? But uh, the characters are great. I care about what happens to them, even if the plot doesn't necessarily always jive 100 percent with uh, reality and, and all that stuff. I'm enjoying the characters a lot. And quite frankly, Josh, you know, you are Mr. Lost. We know this. This show is doing the whole Lost flashback thing as good as I've seen a show do since Lost. Okay, post-Lost is an important qualification for me. Oh, absolutely. Post-Lost. I mean, some say better than Lost. Hey. Some say. Some say. (laughs) I read read it. Sure. None of us say that, Josh. I'm just saying that, like, the the whole fact that we're going back, dipping into the well uh, more times for these flashbacks, um, you know, it, it's a lot more entertaining to me than watching Kate get an airplane out of out of a bank. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good take. That's a good take. I'm okay with that take as well. Uh, especially by the time that we get to our second Silas flashback, you know, we're really cooking with gas here on uh, <laughs> The Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, no, I think that that's... I mean... We've we've been la- we've been having like tremendous amounts of laughs here all along the way each and every week talking about this show. Uh, but I was saying before we came on that like I don't know maybe it's because everything else has gone to shit. But like having the Walking Dead world beyond every week has been a source of joy for me. I've had I've had a great time here. Sometimes it's been like genuinely very bad, and other times I think it's been like surprisingly pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Has has the, the the season finale moved the needle on that one way or the other for you, Chappelle? Uh, in terms of like where you landed with this season of TV? No, <laughs> the finale didn't do anything for me. Is to move the needle? You know, like I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Some episodes were bad, some episodes were good, but I enjoyed it regardless. You know, and then the, the finale. I don't think it. I don't think we needed two hours. <laughs> a lot. It was a lot. We could have stretched that across two weeks for sure. Oh my god. Oh my yeah. god. And I'm I'm glad that they did it right because that was a lot of nothing and a lot of a lot at the same time. I think we could have just put that in one episode. I think just you know co- compared it to the Amazing Race, smashing two episodes together. Um, yeah. So the finale itself wasn't just like a big deal to me, but the show overall with the finale, I was like, hmm, okay, I, I can do this. I like this. Just just where did you where did you land with the with the two part finale here on the Walking Dead World Beyond and what what did it clarify for you if it clarified anything as it pertains to your overall feelings toward the Walking Dead World Beyond? Well, I I'm very much higher on this than I was, um, and I was very surprised by the end of this. I was. And I, I hate admitting this because I know this is not a good show objectively, but <laughs> by, the, by the end of episode two, I was like, I need these people to be okay. I need this to be fine. And it, it was, it, I was, it was surprising me. I'm like, why do I care about Felix and Iris? Like, why do I care about Elton? Why am I so invested in making sure these people end up okay? Because this show is not good. This show is dumb. And (laughs) 
then yet that finale just gave me all the feels. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's a piece of this where it's like, well, here we go. Every single week we're coming on here to dunk on the walking dead world beyond what a, what a silly idea. Why did they even do it? It's just low hanging fruit, easy, easy noogies to deliver every week. You can, you can, you can give it a wedgie and move on with your week, but no, it's like, I like this little sweeties, these little endlings. I want them to be good. I want them to, I want Elton and Percy to become like best friends on the road now, whether he's a ghost or he's not. Like I, I want, I want things to work out really well for Felix and even Will, who I'm now suddenly really invested in. <laughs> yeah. you know? Oh yes, oh yes, for like, sure. <laughs> get it, get it. Like I want, I want that to work out. I want them to survive this show and show up on the Tales of the Walking Dead anthology. Like there, there ended up being more this season to me than. Then I definitely anticipated, even after watching the first episode, which I, I didn't really care for. It took me a few episodes to be like, ah, Wiggler, you're being like just a grouch. Like, open your heart, open your mind. Like, maybe this is fun. And Jess, I think you're right. Like, objectively, is it a, is it like a great show? No. But is it was it comforting? Did it did it provide you with comfort over these past few weeks? I think it did. At least it did for me. It was a bomb. It was a it was total bomb. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very immersive. I think that's that's the thing. When I watch The Walking Dead proper or Fear the Walking Dead, I never forget that I'm watching a TV show, especially with Fear the Season. As much as I enjoyed Fear too, it's like the whole cowboy motif. Like it's just like, well, this is just this is nonsense. This is not real life. This feels more real, especially you know with all that's been going on in 2020. You know the fact that you could walk outside and walk for miles and miles and miles and never encounter anyone. Yeah, that's me going to the supermarket. Uh, it happens. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I feel like so immersed that when the commercial hits, it's jarring for me. To like, oh, commercial! Hey, I'm, I'm. I get so sucked into this world that I don't mind that it's it's simple in its plot that a lot of the character motivations don't work because I don't care. I just stop crying, Elton. <laughs> Get the last page of the novel back. <laughs> oh my God. By the way, Chappelle, when when Elton's like on like the grassy knoll and Ghost Percy's like, it's cool, dude. Just go. I'm going to be fine. And Elton's like, well, I don't want to leave, but I, don't, but I think I ought to. And then he's like, no. And then he just like goes. Elton's last stand. Yeah, Elton when he, when he like John Wick's these four zombies. And it was crazy. He starts off with the big boot to the chest. I was like, oh, wow, where did that come from? Holy crap. <laughs> I have a I have a point about Elton versus these zombies though because it's kind of a point about the larger Walking Dead universe in general. Like Elton takes them all out like they're AT-ATs in Empire. Yeah. And it occurs to me that so much of Walking Dead World Beyond is spent on you don't have to get the zombies with a knife to the head if you can get away from them, like it's all evasive maneuvers. It's all like the act of, you know, acting without acting or something sort of Jeet Kune Do. And it occurs to me that regular walking dead and fear the walking dead don't spend any time at all thinking about how they can outwit something that is literally brain dead. Yeah. And world beyond is going to that. Well, in interesting ways that I appreciate. Yeah. It's the smartest of the walking dead shows, AJ. It, well, it, 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 can we talk about the fact that they use bullet time on a single leaf? 
<laughs> Wait, you're going to have to remind me of that. When Elton's sitting there, time slows down. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. They have this conversation, and they focus on a single leaf in this frozen... I'm like, that's it? You're yeah. using bullet time on a leaf? Yeah. Look, Two Robert hours. Zemeckis called, yeah. and he said, I <laughs> did that in 94. And I thought for a second, I, you know, at first, at first I didn't realize what was going on there. I thought there was something wrong with my buffering. And then, I, I, when I realized that's what was going on, they're like, oh, I see. They're using wind as a metaphor because of the whole, no, the wind and, and everything. No, they just actually slowing the zombies down even more <laughs> so he can have a heart-to-heart with his fake self and his id and his ego in the form of Percy. <laughs> that was yeah. so stupid! Yeah. Well, <laughs> and yet, I was engrossed. There yep. was there was a lot of uh, there, a lot of growth this season. What was everybody's journey? Would be uh, a question I'd be curious to to unpack with all of the main characters, right? Like, so for Elton, since we're starting with him, I think like it's pretty clear that Elton's journey was from like being just like uh, like a, a sharp looking, uh, smart little brainiac to being like the the decisive badass warrior of the crew. <laughs> Kind of had the Carol transformation. Yeah, I think Elton is the Carol of World Beyond. I will take that. I will take that. If Elton drives off in a Nissan Altima midway through the next season, I'm going to lose it, though. (laughs) We can't lose Elton. We cannot. He is, like like Carol, he is the beating heart of the season, and we can't lose him. Uh, The interesting thing to me was, I think we were being set up all season to think that as soon as Hope's terrible secret came out, it would shatter the group. And they couldn't speak to each other anymore. And it actually turns out that Elton is not mad at her at all. He is mad at his mother. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. That yeah. was a fantastic. I love it. Nazi coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty smart. I mean, if you think about it, what was Hope supposed to do in that moment? She's a child. This woman just like shot her mom. What do you? I mean, she's a child, you know, and yeah. she just shot her mom. Your, your mom's a murderer, Elton. I'm sorry. That's you know, so Elton is Elton is primarily filled with love. Love and smarts. That's what rationality. That's what dictates this man. And for him, that you know, he's he's got a he's got a big heart where where it comes to to hope. He's got a lot of love for hope. And I think when he finds out what's happened to hope, and probably like the fact that he's been passed over too, it's like you should probably brought all of them. You could have left Silas. You had the right idea there. I have a lot of questions about this plan that they have, but I think we'll get to that later. Yeah. So I think Elton's going to like Elton, by the way, is absolutely going to sweep Hope off her feet when they when they reunite next, because like Elton's going to be like six foot eight. He's going to be like jacked out of his mind. He's going to show back. He's like, Hope, come with me if you want to live. Bursting out of the stew like like the Hulk. Yeah, Chris is gonna give him like the the like the mojo, right? He's gonna pick up some of those yes. like uh, grifter uh, moves yes. from uh, from Percy, and she's not gonna be able to contain herself. <laughs> it's gonna. What's the what's the uh, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell movie? Uh, Crazy he, Stupid Love. Yeah, he's gonna be like he's gonna Percy's Ryan Gosling and Elton Steve Carell, and they're gonna uh, beat uh, uh, Kevin Bacon up. Uh, I forget yeah. what it, Lingle Lingleoff or whatever the guy's name is. Exactly, and yeah. Hope is batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna be that's gonna be great. Um, I gotta just as we're doing like sort of like greatest hits of the episode and where people landed. So like, yeah, Elton and Percy are gonna be on the road. That's fun. That's a fun combination. I like mm-hmm. that a lot. Uh, Silas, they, like, I really thought they were gonna kill him. I was surprised that they just arrested him. Well, that, yeah. they'll come back. Yeah. You know. 
This is this show is for kids, so we're not having any major character deaths, apparently. I suppose, but like the way they were setting it up, I thought like maybe in Silas's mind, it's like, yeah, I'll just let him. I'm just going to let him kill me. I'll, they can do whatever they want. Like you guys get out of here. Uh, but like that was sort of his hold the door moment, Chappelle, or his like third or fourth hold the door moment of the season. Yeah, I just wish he'd get back to holding the stuff because seeing Elton <laughs> carry all the all the things and Big Mo. Big Mo, mm-hmm. uh, Big Mo. Is, is, Big yeah, Mo it's starting to bother that, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to bother me a little bit that Elton still has to carry everything. But yeah, I was happy we got our Mister Met back yeah. uh, with Silas, and then he got arrested. So there yeah. you go. Okay, here's my question about Silas: Do we think Silas's performance gets better or worse if the only thing that he has for dialogue is his own name? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, did he it? say any words this episode? Well, he's always like Elton, be good. You're going to be great out there. <laughs> you know, I kind of love like his final speech. And it's like, um, you're my best friend, you know, and like, I'll do anything for you. Uh, thank I'll you. be right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. So Silas is like, yeah, I'm going to stick behind. I, I'm sacrificing myself for the good of the land. Uh, it took me a minute to understand why he cut his hand. I didn't quite get that. Uh, and then I did this interview and uh, the, with the showrunner and, and he was like, yeah, he was, you know, creating like, uh, cause there was like Percy was bleeding out everywhere. So he's yeah. trying to like, uh, make it look like it was just him bleeding from the hand. Uh, so Silas, quick witted, smarter than you think. <laughs> that bleeds a that. lot for a hand wound. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you know, so like maybe if Elton's journey was, uh, to become the bruiser of the group, Silas is now the, the secret, uh, super genius AJ. Well, let's not go that far. But at least he's a uh, more confident in his uh, himself. He, he doesn't have to retreat into the uh, if I reach out and, and are among others that I'm going to snap and kill them like I did my uh, my father. You know, I think he's like, wait, I was in a situation where I wasn't the one who killed everybody. Yeah. Awesome! <laughs> wait, I didn't murder that guy? Oh my god! He was so, he's like, wait, Huck's the bad guy? Yes! I mean, oh, don't get me wrong, the puppet show sucked, but I didn't yeah. kill him. <laughs> he's still a magician. He's still a magician. Well, he he killed him the second yeah. time. Yeah, I'm just glad he didn't read my review in the school paper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, speaking of super secret geniuses, how dare you? We have our very own Mensa, Hope. The cure to all of this. <laughs> this this five year old child, the cure <laughs> to to figuring this all out. Hope she was here the whole time, Chappelle. All uh, we needed was hope. Here's Iris swooping in, getting all the credit. Valedictorian, uh, pr- president of the student council, and little did we know it was, it was Hope secretly brewing beers in the back room, who was the who's the genius on the CRM's radar. All along the way, Jess, were you were you surprised by this twist? Well, no, because Hope is like the classic ADHD kid who's only interested in the things she wants to do and doesn't like she could take apart a whole computer and put it back together, but isn't going to finish her English homework. Yeah, that tracks to me. I feel the thing. <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I don't know who I, I'm not talking about you, Chappelle. I might be talking about myself, but <laughs> <laughs> the thing that. Really, there's so many things that bother me about this hope is a Jedi who's going to save the universe thing. And chief among them is it sure seems to me that if they just went up to hope and said, hey, we want your dad to go to New York to the secret lab. And maybe you and Iris should also come along and then you guys can all hang out together. You can be with your family and maybe we'll have some things for you to do. 
I feel like that is a better tactic than we're going to let you escape on your own and kill everybody in your town after you've already left. But how else is she supposed to see the world? <laughs> she has to see the world. That's a big component of of her brain working. You know, that was the storyline. It wasn't the fact that she was just a genius. It was also that she had to travel and become worldly and see things. And here we are. She could see it from out the back of the helicopter as it's flying to New York. I mean, I just, I just found it really exciting that, you know, after the lightsaber battle in the in the flaming house, that we learned that uh, Hope is not Hope. She's a new Hope. And her name's actually Grogu. I thought it was great. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh. It's a lot. Strigoi. Strigoi. Put it all together. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I, I, I do think I do think I mean, I'm glad they had the scene in there where she solved the, the code, the stupid Da Vinci code of, of numbers and letters on the map, which was just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I think, again, this is where the show just frustrates me. Like no one would ever have figured that out. And it's just a stupid code in the first place. But I'm glad they did that because I honestly thought when they were going back to the flashbacks of her, uh, you know, her father had remembered that, you know, she took the computer apart and the next morning it was all back together. I actually thought they were going to do the reveal there was that, no, Iris actually came by and she was the one who put it back together and Hope just happened to be sitting there and she's actually not smart at all. So I'm <laughs> glad that they had had the code scene so that I didn't, because that's where I thought that was going. Yeah, where, where like her dad is like, yeah, I gotta tell you, uh, Hope's a genius. Uh, like, uh, Hope, like, as you know, Iris gets a lot of the credit uh, and does really well in school and stuff, but like, I've seen Hope fix computers cut to uh, Iris, like rigorously uh, fixing a computer, walking away, and Hope just sitting in front of him being like, "Oh, cool, what's this?" And Dad <laughs> being like, "She did it." Uh, and that's like what this is all based on. Like they're all wrong, and Hope is actually like sub intelligent. Uh, would yeah, be I, a really great twist. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm glad we saw that. We saw the we saw the code and the map, and all right, fine, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's essentially me. what happened, though. Yeah. That is essentially what happened. But it's yeah. like iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And I, there's two pat, there's two ways I wish that would have gone. And one of them, terrible Dean Koontz novel that I read 20 years ago that was like a retelling of Frankenstein. And in it, the child was this genius. Age three, he realized that he didn't want anybody to know he was a genius. So he just pretended he was a normal kid and like was secretly creating that age 11 was creating like a computer virus to wipe out humanity and all this stuff while he's like, you know, he has two identities. I thought that would be a good way to take it. The other one is I want to see like the short trek that is a flashback to baby Iris and baby Hope recognizing the genius in each other at age six months. Deciding to join forces for the good of humanity later on down the line. Yeah, I think uh I liked that moment at the end where Hope was like, they think I'm the asset, but it's us. We're the asset. <laughs> I rolled my eyes. I can't lie. I, did. I rolled my eyes. Fine. I, I'll be that guy. We're the asset, Chappelle. You, you would take us all apart and we'd be fine at podcasting, but you put us all together. Greater than the sum of our parts. Or something and like we that, right? are the yep. asset. Yeah. We're titanium. I, I, I like that uh, it looked like Hope put the entire uh, computer together and then Iris just walked up and said, well, did you did you turn it off and turn it back on? Mm-hmm. Because she's like, oh, there it is. She's like, Iris, what, what are they talking about? Without you, this did doesn't Did you plug work. it in? Yeah. Right. It was a very simple fix. She literally walked up and was like, hey, you have to press that button? Like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. we're, we're a genius. Yeah. I also like that her mom was kind of just like, I won't say annoyed at the dad, but dad is like, hey, you know, this Hope kid is very smart. And she's like, Iris is cool, too. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Hope, but Hope, but Hope. Like, yeah, wow. but, but, I, yeah. but I literally saw Iris turn the computer on. Like, yeah. 
Did you miss that? No, 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 no. But this hope kid, this hope kid, I think we should, you know, we should use her. We should destroy our whole university of college students <laughs> in our research facility. Why did she already that? left? Why did she yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> do we have any satisfying explanation for why? No. Okay. The most intelligent person Not in the world. yet. Yeah. That's no, what season two is for. <laughs> there's four of us on the podcast right now, and none of us can come up with like a really good explanation for like why did they feel like they had to destroy the co- it was literally because Julio Armand was like, Well, we gotta do it, otherwise they're gonna get mad at my daughter. And go back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the- but still, college students, you know, who've been studying things, mm-hmm. you know, lived a whole life. It feels like you a know, fairly precious commodity unless like the CRM is flush with campuses. Uh which <laughs> Yeah, they're like expendable. <laughs> maybe, maybe like uh this campus was a you know, the the Omaha adjacent campus was like uh a you know a dime a dozen. And like what we're going to learn next season is that there's like, you know, a hundred universities still in play. Uh, and so it's like, well, we could burn down one if these guys uh aren't aren't hitting their their uh their thresholds it still seems to me that as far as they know there's like three big settlements right we know there's more but they're gonna wipe out what they believe to be a third of humanity just so that they can all they can take one person to new york who they already took and who probably would have just gone if they'd asked her you want to go to new york yeah oh yeah sure cool cool can we see a show i'm gonna leave omaha anyway yeah yeah AJ, does any of it make sense to you on, on that front or and like the, the whole storyline? Like, I mean, the entirety of the season stems from this idea of like this falsified road trip. That's really just to get hope to see the world. And like uh, through a comedy of errors, everybody is like along for the ride. And Huck's like, damn it, I didn't invite them, you know, and like that's what this has become. But like if that's like the Godhead from which this whole story springs does it make any sense to you or is there anything that you can plug together for us? Turn the computer on. I can get behind. I can get behind the, Hey, I'm going to give you the map, which kind of pushes you in the right direction. I I can get behind the, uh, Oh yeah. Huck actually sent them and he's not in immediate danger. Father's not in immediate danger. Huck sent that message. Okay. I can get behind that. The idea of, all right, let's get at least the girls going like, you know, all right, she, she, she wasn't going to go without Iris. Let's get, let's get Iris out of here. Iris made that speech. Like she's dangerous. She could cause some sort of uh, revolution here on campus. Let's get the two girls out there. They didn't know the boys were coming. Okay. That's fine. But I, I, I can get that as a concept because this way they don't have to kidnap her and kill people in front of, uh, front of hope, which would certainly not get her in the right mindset to help them and be on their side. So yeah, let's get her off campus and shuttle them along. And along the way, we'll kind of like, incept her into the idea that uh you know actually i sent the messages and your dad's not in trouble i just we just wanted to make sure that you you came along and and, and rah rah go us go us uh go crm crm um <laughs> but no do i have any idea why they went in and and just scorched earth the campus no that that, that i have yet to figure out a, a logical reason for that i'm i, I i'm you know, it's two seasons. Season one was pretty good in terms of at least being consistent with the story. I may not have, it may be simple at times, but I'm willing to bet they have an idea. I hope it's good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, can't figure out what it is yet. Is it just going to be Chappelle season two is going to be uh, like 
Felix, Iris, Will, and the Woods people fighting back against the people who burned down the campus? Is that what we're getting into? Oh, I hope not. I I was hoping we'd get something along the lines of like hope in like the dungeon and they're like, you know, tell us what the formula is. And she's like, I don't know. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, they're like, you're lying. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not lying. You're supposed to be the smart one. No, you got the wrong one. They're like, we got the wrong sister. (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping for that moment, you know, and then of course, Elton busts in, kicks in the door, and like wielding his machete or whatever his his Snaps weapon next. Be. Yeah, right. And he's Snaps seven next. feet tall. Yeah, of course, of course, with his bullet wounds and Percy's bullet wound. Did Percy survive a gunshot? Are we just gonna yeah, ignore he's that? Good. No, he's good. They, they put aloe on it. A poultice. They used a poultice. Yeah. <laughs> this man survived. This this young child survived a gunshot from a um um uh, ex military person uh, in the middle so, like, of a zombie apocalypse. To the collarbone. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a good shot. I just, I just don't understand how Percy's still around. Look at Elton. Look at Elton. Elton, <laughs> MVP the of the season, of the episodes. There's just no doubt. Elton, at, MVP. at least when he does grow the extra two feet, at least just take the jacket off. I'll, I'll, I'll give them the pants. Never. Just take the jacket Never. off. He's going to have a Negan moment where yeah. he goes into a department store <laughs> and finds in the basement a new jacket that's yes. in size men's XL. And then I would puts cry. it on and it fits perfectly. Yeah, yeah there's just no way oh, that that's his uniform. He can't he can't get rid of it. He could get a new one, but like it's got to be within yeah. the same vein of uh, what he's been wearing. Or maybe like when when he's joins La Resistance back there, mm-hmm. which he asks, why does every Walking Dead universe have surprisingly robust resistance m- movements 100 feet away from the settlement? Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody in the resistance is going to make him a corduroy jacket and maybe they just come across a lot of corduroy and it becomes the symbol of the resistance. Mm. Like yeah. a, it's like a brown shirt, but corduroy. Yeah, I like it. I could, okay, I could, I could be, yeah, I could be convinced. I, I think, uh, like Felix and Percy running, not Felix and Percy, El- Elton and Percy running into Felix and Iris and Will and this crew mm-hmm. soon feels likely. Uh, and that like their first mission together would be like, there's CRM nearby and they took my best friend Silas and I gotta lead you. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is Elton speaking and I gotta lead you into the thick of battle. <laughs> And I got to save my best friend. And so they'll get their hands on some CRM tech, some swag. They'll get those cool masks that I don't know how you see out of, but they all <laughs> wear them. Uh, they'll, they'll get like their hands on some stuff. And then uh, that's going to be when Felix is like, yeah, they took hope. And Elton's going to be like, they took my girlfriend. And they're all going to go <laughs> on a road trip to free Iris or free hope rather. So uh, that, that all seems to, to work out like that for me feels like that's, that's all wrapped by the end of episode three. <laughs> my prediction yeah Three well, that's, yeah that's how things are paced these days that's how that's that's what i'm thinking is going to happen um the idea so let's take the like the the plot wonkiness out of it uh the idea of the crm like cherry picking who they believe to be like this insanely brilliant person who is going to be very instrumental to like the future developments of any kind of like, how do we circumnavigate the zombie plague in the future? How do we, how do we create a better society moving forward? Feels at least to me, like it is in line with like, we know that the CRM to some degree is interested in like, are you an A or a B? That's the Rick Grimes stuff, right? Like that's why they want Rick Grimes. They pull Rick Grimes out of Alexandria and bring him to parts unknown. And we don't know what any of that's going to look like, but they seem to like value exceptional people. So I actually feel like a little bit dumb that I didn't recognize that this was where they were going 
with the show. I do think like, again, like plot wonkiness, but AJ, I think it's like consistent with the world that they've been building, whether or not you like that idea is a different story, but like, it does feel like this has been part of like the greater walking dead franchise's bread and butter for a while. It's like, collecting exceptional people and applying them towards a better future. You even saw bits of this on Fear of the Walking Dead. Now, can you remind me where we are in the overarching timeline between this show, where Fear is now, and where oh. Walking Dead is now? Oh, like, is where, where does this land in terms of the, the Rick Grimes and the helicopter of it all? I think that the... I think this is way past that this is about i think we're about where regular walking dead is now i think we're kind of on the same timeline as regular walking dead is that is my sense like we might be a little bit past it we are or actually no regular walking dead is about 12 11 or 12 years out of the zombie apocalypse and this is supposed yeah. to be 10 yeah okay. i think that this is like roughly around the same time as yeah. the flagship i think fear the walking dead is further back in the timeline right now Okay, so the, yeah. because Fear of the Walking Dead for a little while was like, like months ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think part of my confusion there is because you know Elton so far the, the last episodes been talking about you know we're, oh this isn't the end this isn't the end I'm like oh the end is the beginning I, you know yeah, I, <laughs> I, I had the same thought so I'm like wait is 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 this in the past and then Elton's going to become the leader of that movement like you know like but oh. clearly that can't that can't take place if he is if, further if that ahead. happens yeah. That's I'm a good all in point. That I'm all maybe in maybe that he just saw the graffiti somewhere and he's like, "Huh, that's a that's a good slogan. Yeah, I think yeah, I'll yeah. go with that." Chappelle, yeah. I want to posit something. I want to I want to sketch out a scenario where season two of The Walking Dead: World Beyond, it's like uh, it's like it two, where it's okay. it two is like all like the adult versions of the kids, and so <laughs> season two. Yeah. They 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 go forward like two decades into the future. We see all of, like we see adult Elton. Uh, you got to get Jeremy Sisto to play him, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Hobbs. Uh, and they do flashbacks, so we get to have our our little babies too. And so, like the flashback structure now to really put it into lost terms, it's uh you know it's it's that big jump forward in time. But now the flashbacks are like all of the stuff that we missed with the with the little endlings. What do you think about that? I like that better than I thought what I thought you were going with that. I really thought you were <laughs> going to say that like now that they found the mutant X gene in these certain people and they were starting the Julia Armand school for gifted youngsters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that we were going to see like the assembly of all the like super smart people. But this is better. I like yeah. this better. It's, it doesn't sound like it's been done, you know, as, to that extent. So I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. I, you know, and anytime we get like young Elton and grown Elton, you know, fully realized. Rambo esque, uh, but also super genius. Uh, maybe like Smart Hulk. Elton. Yeah, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's fine. What do you think, yeah. Jess? What do you think of I, the it tooification of uh, of World Beyond? I'm all in on this. This is the best idea we've ever had. And considering how much we manifest here in this podcast, I feel like this is definitely what's going to happen. Like I want to see. Like they've all like over time they have moved into the compound and they've secretly started to take it over. It's like a very slow burn of a revolution. Yeah. AJ, yeah. it's like what they did in uh, the first like rebooted fear, the walking dead season, right? Where like they had like the story that was taking place a few years into the future. And then they had the story that was taking place a few years ago, except this time it's just all with the same characters. Um, well, I'm going to go on record that when, when they did the original miniseries, 
uh, of it and the part one, part two, where they went in it. The adults was the worst part of the whole thing. So I really hope they don't do this because like, <laughs> I'll watch part- do it better. It's just got to no, do it better. I will watch. I will watch the Jonathan Brandis, Seth Green portion as much as you want. When they get to, <laughs> you know, to Ritter and, and Henry Tom. No, 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 no. <laughs> awful, no good. Awful. awful. Um, I, I actually, I mean, isn't this, don't we all think that season two ends with Rick Grimes in, in, in the, in the yes. show? Yes. I mean, yes, isn't that an obvious place? The end game yes. for this is is just a, at least a cameo. Of, I will. Of so I'll here I am, and here's my movie. I'll refer again to the aforementioned interview with Scott Gimple, in which he said, "Like, I'm not saying that season two is going to feature Rick Grimes. In fact, that's not what's going to happen." So uh, <laughs> it's not going to feature him. Well, I'm, I'm not. Feature. It's not a direct quote, so I'm, I'm, I may be botching the, the the wording. But uh, yeah, he like I, I don't I don't think that this is going to be like Rick is an important piece of season two of the Walking Dead world beyond. But to your point of like, is there a cameo at the very end and like the final scene of the whole thing was like Rick, like I don't know, like in a locker being like, oh, just let me out. I would tell you everything. Uh, although although if they really wanted to subvert the whole the whole thing. Final episode, Michonne shows up. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. I need, someone, I need someone to rogue one it at the end and just yeah, show absolutely. up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. look just like a new hope. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. Why why am I making Star Wars reference after Star Wars <laughs> reference today? I didn't intend that. I don't know. It's just sort of happening at this it's point. In the ether. It's in the ether for sure. Um, I feel like there's definitely going to be some sort of like like Chappelle, there's going to be like a, a scene in season two where like there's like like a height chart or something, and it's like it's like the like initials RG like next to it, and then like you're going to go online the next day, and like all of these sites have like was that was Rick Grimes here? Uh, did they like was was that a Rick Grimes Easter egg? Like that, I think is like the level mm-hmm. of Rick Grimesiness that I think we're getting into. I got two. I got another Rick Grimesy thing. Okay, you know how you know how Rick. You know, we found that picture. Michonne found the picture carved into the phone. What if Iris is the one that made that picture? Ooh, mm-hmm. Iris or Hope? Well, Iris is the artist. Oh, but true. Hope is the smart one. True. So, yeah. true, 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 true. I like the idea that it's Hope, and they're like, "Very good, Hope. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> really creative. She's so smart." She's As so they smart. start going, like, "Did we get the right one?" <laughs> <laughs> well, see again. Why don't they just tell Leo, "Hey." We got a job for you in New York and we're going to bring a security detail, but also we want you to bring your family. You guys can stay together and hang out and we'll give the girls something fun to do. It'll be cool. Don't, uh, don't pull on that too hard, you know? I, I well, no, can't because, help. Because, because, they, didn't, because they didn't know. Then the whole thing's going <laughs> to... They did know, though. I thought the no, whole they reason didn't. they got... I thought the no, whole no, reason no, they brought no, Leo. No. No, yeah. they didn't know until because until Leah was there already because oh. Leo told the uh, lentil lady. Oh, and she left. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. No, but and that's again, a good point. It's a good point. And again, it's about the journey, Jess. We've talked about this for episode after I episode. Know. It's about the trip. I know. Yeah, it makes you stronger. It's yeah. it, it's, it, it, it's true. I mean, I guess yeah. there's I guess there's no reason for little boys would go into the woods to look at a dead body, but <laughs> gosh darn it, if they didn't learn a lot about themselves. Well, no, way. they went in because Kiefer Sutherland was secretly a rogue agent that was uh, convincing them that they needed to do this in order to grow up. It was very clever. It was very clever. Mm, he uh, accepted them. Yes. Speaking of which, 
Chappelle, talk me through now that we, so this is our first time, like we've been, we've been a uh, sus of Huck for a very long time, but these two episodes, like the show is cards up about Huck. So like now we get to like see like Terminator Huck. Uh, how did you, how did you feel about everything we got with, with your girl Huck on this? Uh, I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her so much. Yeah. There's a, there's a moment where. You Remember know, your moves, Hope. What you gonna do? Big decisions, Hope. She should have oh done god. the speed thing and shot her in the leg. <laughs> oh my god, or something. I mean, it was a two-hour episode, you guys. Two hours. Yeah. That that was ridiculous. I I hate her so much. Um, there's a moment where Felix and Huck are fighting, and you know, um, Hope is doing the thing with the gun, and she's like, "I don't want to shoot you by accident," and so she just shoots the gun into the air. And I'm like, just at this point, just kill yourself. I'm sick of this. This was too long, too much buildup, just for nothing, and just for it to be like, well, look. I'm the prize, so they won't kill me. How smart do they think Hope is to where she is completely, like, completely immune to any type of, like, harm, but the rest of a colony of people just dead? Yeah. Just dead. Yeah. Nothing? You don't, there's no value in anyone else except her? That's it. Yeah. That's that's the part that doesn't fit. It's a whole college full of people doing college things with college degrees. Right, like if you Will don't need him, literally a doctor. Yeah, if you don't need them to save the world, <laughs> you could still use them to fix your plumbing. Yeah, right. Or I don't know. Will is a doc- a doctor of psychology. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have a psyche valve on some of these people sometimes, but Will <laughs> was just as expendable as everyone else, except Hope. Yeah, the girl who was making the stink bombs, like the, an episode, like the first episode, she's making stink bombs and getting kicked out of school. But we're like, yeah, let's leave the doctor behind and let's take her. You know, how I just feel like we, we can take forget. them both. Chappelle, how quickly we forget that Hope hitched a ride in like the undercarriage of a bus one time. Uh, that Hope uh, won the immunity challenge in the the blaze of gory. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she's a wily individual I'll give her that yeah. but I just really like when it comes down to the are you going to kill Huck or are you going to kill yourself and then it becomes well neither thing is going to happen I'm just going to go peacefully with this person who shot Percy and killed Tony I'm not okay with that I'm yeah. not okay with that somebody needs to draw the line somewhere I don't like I don't like when the bad guys stick around I've said this before about Negan I don't like that they keep Negan as a pet and then he's like ingratiated himself into the family now I don't want that for Huck either like I need them to remember like when Percy shows up I need him to like just completely go left he should not be okay with Huck walking around after she killed his uncle and shot him point blank in the middle of the woods I don't like that yeah, Elton, we've talked Elton we've versus talked Huck is going to be a big fight scene next season Jess Oh, I can't wait for that. Um, well, everybody has a vendetta against Huck. They're all going to be fighting each other for the chance to kill Huck. Yeah. And I like that, you know, in this universe, there's always, we've talked about this with fear a lot. There's always, you could just kill somebody out in the woods. And if somebody asks what happens to him, you can say, oh yeah, a zombie's got him. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Uh, you don't even have to admit to the murder. Yeah. So I feel like they could show up in New York and they're like, oh, where's Huck? Wasn't Huck supposed to bring... You hear her and you're like, no, zombies got her. Sorry. She uh, can't possibly make it through the next season, right? I think there's a redemption arc coming for her. Yeah, I do because she's because because her mother is is basically dismissive of her and so yeah, well, you know, well, they're not too sure about you, even though you did the job. I mean, she's gonna like oh, her eyes will be open and she'll sacrifice. She might not make it, she'll sacrifice herself for the greater good. And you know, she loves the greater good. Been, yeah, she's been espousing that and and you know, she'll 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 turn around, I think. And, I think that's right on the money. I think that's yeah. exactly what's gonna go down. 
AJ, AJ, welcome to the writer's room. No, she's going to make a face turn. Absolutely. (laughs) It doesn't check out like the greater good didn't matter to her when she was in the military and they were saying, kill all these people because they could be infected with a virus that will like destroy the world. And she's like, no, I can't do that. But let's destroy everything for hope. And she's like, yeah, the greater good. She didn't know. She didn't know about the campus being destroyed. She knew about the the walk to New York. Not okay. Mm -hmm. It's not okay. She (laughs) shot a child. It's not okay. She shot a child. She did yeah, shoot but a kid. She, yeah, but she killed a bunch of Marines so that she didn't have to shoot a baby. Right. Look, it's complicated, people. She's just got to get through the next 4,000 Christmases. It's, <laughs> it's fine that this is like the Rugrats of The Walking Dead because they're blaming everything on the parents. Like, Julia Armand is to blame for Hook, and then we're blaming Elton's mom for, you know, all the things that happened with Hope and Elton. And then, of course, Hope and Iris's parents, their dad literally picked the wrong child. Um, so, at the end, they're all just going to be a look at it, and that's going to be the moral of the story. It's about the adults we left behind, not about well, the friends we made along Very the lost. Very lost. The parents, yeah. once again, screwed them all up. All the best cowboys, right, Josh? That's correct. They've got mommy issues, too. We don't talk enough about that. Wiggler, 10 years from now, you can't talk about the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. (laughs) I do not want to hear it. Chappelle does bring up an interesting point about why is this a show about children? And I'm going to posit that I was thinking about this like vis-a-vis watching Knives Out because in Knives Out, they have this clever construction. I'm not going to give away too much. There's a clever construction that shows you definitively that one character is not the bad guy. And you can trust everything that you see through the eyes of that character. And I think by making all of these characters children, you get kind of the same effect. You know none of them are secretly Team CRM because they're babies. Hmm. That works. Point. That works. That's fair. I, I think... And I think where we were probably all expecting this show to do that, but on top of it, have all the grown-ups be talking in Charlie Brown, womp, 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 womp voice, because (laughs) what they say doesn't matter. It's about the kids and just the cute kids, but there is an interconnected, complex relationship with the grown-ups as well, which I think is where I wasn't expecting the show to go, Um, where it's like, well, this is just just, just a ratings grab. They're just trying to get a different audience and, you know, maybe trying to do something because they just don't have enough of the regular franchise ready to go. And I think this is actually leading in very nicely. You know, we've, we've seen the Carl of it all on the, on the regular we've seen, you know, Alicia was essentially these kids when, when, when fear started. So I I think this is right in, in the universe. So why are we surprised? Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Um, 
I want to just, uh, before we begin the wrap up process, I, I want to shout, I think Will is a great new character. I'm excited to have him on the show. I really loved the love story with him and Felix, although I do have questions of like, yeah, so I'm going to go to New York. And Felix, like, what the hell? I wanted to go. And was like, I know, but so did I. And you made it really awkward, and I didn't know how to tell you. Uh, <laughs> like, but thing. now you don't. Now you don't have to leave him. Yeah, now you can stay here. You don't have to worry. And I can go to New York. As yeah, a that's that appeals to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was great. But I, I did love that whole like when they're at the dinner table, and then Leo's like. Ah, uh, girls, could you get the ice cream? <laughs> this shit just got so weird, and the only way out is ice cream. <laughs> we, we, we definitely yada yada past uh, a lot of the Felix um, because it just really didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. What is his? What is his like in game? Right? Is he just the Sherpa to make sure yeah. he's get there? He's the bruiser too. There's a lot of bruisers on this show. I, what I loved about oh, Felix in this two part episode was like. Uh, the meme would be like Felix cuts his Achilles tendon. Also, Felix gets into like an epic firehouse fight at the end of the season. <laughs> it's like uh, the rage, like course corrected his his bum foot. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know. There, it was sad. I didn't like watching the flashback where Huck cut his cut his foot. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was that was some that was some trash. Not yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> not okay. I, really, I enjoyed uh, Felix jumping on the hood of that truck and then falling off. That was so relatable. Yeah, um, because he did that with one foot, but I guarantee you, with two feet, I would have tumbled right off of that truck as well. Oh yeah. Uh, anytime someone falls down on this show, I'm always like, "Yep, that's 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 me. me. That's, that's that's me. I can I see myself. Seen. In this show. I feel seen for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I really like Felix. I think Felix is is fun, and I think like now that Helix uh, Helix Felix Helix was Huck and Felix, and now that that's done, now that Willis. Helix is over, they've now, coupled the Helix. Yeah. Now, now we're we're Helix is also a very bad sci-fi show about zombies. But. Now we're at, now we're in Wheelix, like you said. <laughs> you know, I think that's that's where we're going for for season two, and I'm I'm in I'm in for it. I think not an easy thing to to, to like airdrop like a big character in one final episode and have that character pop. And I, th- I thought they did a really good job with Will, so yeah, uh, I'm excited for that. I think that'll be fun. Yep, I've got yeah. a, a list of small things we didn't really get to, and most of them are inconsequential. Um, Huck clearing two zombies with one bullet. I feel like we've seen that on Walking Dead Prime, but it's still stupid every time you see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watch what I do, Hope. This is going to be real cool. You'll want, any, any time that you're mad at me, you'll just remember the time that I did like the wanted thing and I shot the two people with one bullet and you'll think I'm cool again. What was really yeah. crazy is how she had to go to the sixth floor of the book depository before she did the shot. Yeah. yeah that's true. <laughs> it's great. I hate it so much. Yeah, well, I hate that she goes by Hope and not yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Scarface is a better nickname, right? <laughs> well, it was already taken, but Hook yeah. just wasn't. We've never yeah. heard anybody call Hook Scarface. Huck is also taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our face was too on the nose. A, a woman named Huck who just went to the side of the nose. down a river. The side that, of the nose. Yeah, that's not taken. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Um, better actor Silas or the zombie in the episode nine post credit stinger because that guy was chewing scenery the way he would chew brains. I loved that. Yeah, the 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 like the bridge between uh, the two parts of the finale was just like yeah. with, the, with the camera just on like this this walker was just like. Ah, get me out of here. Come on. That it's guy like was great. Beetlejuice summoning the fly. Come on, get over here. Let me out. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to be too mean to Silas. Maybe it's just the content. Maybe they're not giving him enough. That's, you know, maybe he, fair. 
maybe he's just do, using the material that he's given and he's doing the best that he can. And, you know, maybe if they gave him, you know, stronger content, he would he would step up to the plate and be the actor that Elton has become. Um, Silas barbecuing a rabbit on like a, a like a decrepit porch and then just like leaving as like the barbecue falls over and him being like, oh, should I go back and pick that up? <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I loved it a lot. It was like, I don't know. I thought maybe he was trying to like slow-mo walk away from an explosion like in an action movie. And so it's just barbecue. <laughs> well, he just, would have, but they spent all that bullet time money on the, on leaf. the leaf. Yeah. Yep. Leaf in the wind. Yeah. Um, sandwich ladies should clearly stick to sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. She's the most boring character on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Easily. Like, although, although there was at least some mystery when she was uh, given delivering that speech to uh to their father i at least at least i i oh you're, you're talking julie ormon sandwich lady well, yeah. i'm talking lentil lady Sa- lentil lady yeah but yeah. she's the one with the sandwich i, I mean i know julia ormond had a sandwich but she also had a sandwich she was, so I, she was yeah. not the original sandwich sandwich lady. lady and lentil lady are the same person yeah. sandwich and, lady banging hope yeah. and iris's dad yeah well when she, when she was given the speech there it's like yeah i just want to let you know that i i i, I she's going to be here in a second i i totally thought he was zombified at that point yeah. I will say yeah. that was a nice meet and switch that they did there. They, they don't usually, uh, they don't usually trick me that that well. And I was like, oh, oh, you're just you're just talking to yourself. Gotcha. Because we've seen people talk to themselves in this episode, and you usually see the ghost of the person they're talking to. But you know, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, they they did kind of lampshade the whole thing about Hope and Iris being adopted. And for a second, I thought, is there something important about their biological origins? And then I was like, that's pre-pandemic, and we kind of try not to go to that well. And it's like, oh, were they following her the whole time? But no, they had no idea that the world was going to end. I don't think that's, I think that's a total dead end. Hope is secretly Shane's daughter also. (laughs) She's baby Judith's sister. Actually, she was actually, she's uh, the CDC head from season one's daughter. (laughs) And now she's the product of uh, both of those characters from the Americans. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, I am now just thinking about those lentils again. The uh, trash lentils. Yeah. These lentils. Yeah, Josh Wiggler talks about the food in the episode. That's a segment that we cannot miss. Stick that off the bingo sheet. Yep. I And when they spent five minutes talking about who can and cannot drive stick, I was like, okay, now I need to see Iris and Felix on The Amazing Race. Amazing Race, obviously. yep. Mm-hmm. Two-hour episode, you guys. Yeah. Two hours. There's a lot, Chappelle. You know, Two hours of anything is a it's, lot. It's a lot these days to ask you to like sit down there for... You know, a runtime too of like nine o'clock to eleven twenty-four. It's like, oh man, yeah, it was a lot. Like I said, I looked away a few times and I had to rewind it in certain points. But you know, I definitely could have skipped. Let me teach Iris how to drive a stick. Like, do we really need that? No. Really? No. Probably. Although, although I'm, I'm envisioning now the the episode of Amazing Race that was based on this episode. In this, you can go Firehouse or Zombie Alley. Firehouse in Firehouse, you said a house. Oh, yeah. In Zombie Alley, you go back to back and have to clear all the zombies. I don't want to. I feel like, as it pertains to the Hope and Huck stuff, they get into like pretty quickly in like the final hour of the episode. Um, but I, I don't want to like just go past the whole like 
Hope's like, Huck, you're the coolest. You're such a great friend. I'm so psyched to just like be hanging out with you all the time now. I'm really thrilled that it's just us and secretly she's like, I just want to get far enough away so I can blast you in the woods. Because <laughs> I figured it out, Huck. You're no super genius like me. Like I thought that was a, a clever little twist. I liked but, that twist. But that would have been that would have been fun to have like a week to think about afterwards, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, especially because they were it was right in the midst of the who's the asset is it hope or is it iris kind of the mm-hmm. debate of it all and you know they lean heavily into well the first person she looks at when after the word as- asset is iris so clearly it's iris but then she does the look in the back well maybe it's really hope but why right. would they have shown that if it wasn't hope and so th- it was a very good uh either or and so i i did like the fact that in addition to the fact we are dealing with teens whose emotions can flip on a dime so I, I was I, I'm right with all of that. It it's kind of like when I watched. Uh, you guys remember that uh, reality show Endurance, which was like the kid version of Survivor yeah, 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 with J.D. Roth. When they reacted, like I know I only met you one day ago, but you're my best friend in the world, and I'll never vote you out. Like you bought it because they were emotional teens, and I buy that a lot more with these characters and the emotional swings than I would if they were grown ups. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You uh, talked about them flipping on a dime, and I I thought that was so uh, true to Hope. Well, to Iris, it just seemed like the entire series, Iris never doubted Hook at all. But this episode, she's like, "What did you say? Did you did you say something that was kind of that didn't really? Where'd yeah. you go those two days? Like it just all of a sudden, she's like, "I've never really trusted you. When did that happen? When yeah. I've never seen her question her at all. There was sort of this moment where Iris was like, you know." I didn't want to say anything and be like that kid, but Huck, like you, you're shady. Uh, yeah. Like it was like, she was like hiding like these like secret, like I gotta be honest. Right. I, I, like I know hope, like you've been really on, like, I don't really feel it, but they made that up. Yeah. At no point did she ever like, we, we, we called it that mm-hmm. Huck was the saboteur, but Iris has just been happily walking around, like letting Silas get exiled. Where was all of this energy when Silas was like tied to the post about to get eaten? You should have been like, you know, that hug girl. I don't know about her. Well, like, I think, I think that the show, uh, ought to have uh, brought the Huck reveal in a little bit sooner. Like, I don't think it had to have happened, like, a lot sooner, but I think it probably could have happened, like, one to two episodes earlier. And then, like, now the audience is developing some time to be like, oh, shit, Huck is against us. And also, now you're uh, allowing um, some of the characters to start figuring it out. Because I get, like, wanting to, like, keep that from us and uh, and having it be a surprise to us, but then it becomes a timing issue where, like, if we figure it out early, which we did, um, and then we figure it out before the characters do, um, that's that's okay as long as the characters are also having some time to like process the possibility that something is up. And I definitely think, like, especially for Iris, because that becomes like a thing where she's like, I don't think Huck is on the level, um, does feel really sudden because like it feels like to like preserve that secret from us, the show didn't give us enough of characters within the party suspecting that something was wrong and suspecting mm-hmm. that's especially like, you know, Huck's been gone for a while, you know, like right. any, any of that. So I think like bring that in episode seven uh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then give us an episode eight where we're starting to develop maybe some theories that like, uh, it's not so good with Huck. And then you've got that for nine and 10 with uh, what we got in this week. I think even just one more episode where that was a little bit more cards up, I think we would have all really benefited from. Yeah, I think, well, I'm of two minds on this because I feel like the second that Huck said, I got to go somewhere and do a thing for two days, I feel like they all should have questioned that because Mm -hmm. the second she did it, we all questioned it. 
And but also, I think there's some utility. They should have dropped the reveal of who Huck was on us sooner. And then we could sit with the suspense of Mm -hmm. what's she going to do to them? Are they okay? Like, is she going to save this person? Is she going to lead this person into a death trap? Um, We understand then why she's, you know, advocating for, you know, we'll just tie him up and leave him there kind of thing. And, you know, we knew it. So we could kind of feel that. But the show didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. 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 It was a little sloppy and, and. I mean, not not to mix our podcast and everything, but this is exactly why uh, watching The Mole mm-hmm. always frustrated me because I always thought it would be a much better show. Just tell me who The Mole is and let me watch The Moldy Behavior the whole way mm-hmm. um, because this way I can play along and not just be all this information withheld from me because you can't tell me too soon. I feel that's kind of the same thing that's going on here. What we're talking about the characters rather than the audience of them all. Yeah. I, so, so I get that. I, I definitely don't mind keeping us in the dark though. As long as like when you then go back and you look at it, you can like track how people were like sus of someone. So like mm-hmm. to mix shows even further uh, to bring it to 24, you know, 24 pulled this this rabbit out of the hat very often. Sorry to trigger you with magician talk, Chappelle. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm literally shaking right now. I know you That season one does it the best. Uh, and season one has like a very iconic reveal uh, of 24. Um, and and why that that works, even though that comes in like, uh, I guess I was going to say the 11th hour. Technically, I believe it's the 23rd. Uh, that the reason why that works is then you can go back and you can watch that season and you can see where it makes sense and you can see where people have their suspicions and how that tracked. You can see that character's actions and all of that and how, how all of that interplayed. Um, and I, I think that there's a degree of that that definitely works here with uh, the Huck reveal. But I think that like the, the rewatchability in terms of like the intelligence of the characters around her that starts to come under some scrutiny for me. And I think that that is an area where they could have, they could have expressed it a little bit better. Um, that's, just, that's just a personal taste thing, I guess. No, I don't know. I, I, no, I felt I, the same. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same. Uh, I, I didn't, that's cause it just seemed like the trigger was her saying, you know, maybe your dad's not in trouble. And Hope was like, I mean, Iris was like, what is that supposed to mean? She's like, Oh, nothing. You just, you know, it's just maybe some things just happen for a reason, you know, and people just go to New York. It's fine. And she's like, yeah. I don't, I don't trust this Huck. Character. Although, like, that's I mean, it. I mean, Chevelle, if if Huck is the one who put fake messages there, um, then maybe that's you know maybe either subconsciously Iris was like, yeah, this doesn't really sound like my dad, but you know, yeah. uh huh. So maybe there were that that kind of just put a a subconscious two and two together, um, but. Also, she got a message from her dad. So it's like for Huck to bring up, well, maybe your dad's not in trouble. But I got a message from my dad saying he was right. in trouble. He so literally you know said I was in about, trouble. Yeah, unless you know <laughs> something about that. So I, I I can see where just because of that particular point that you make, that that's kind of the trigger. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little bit, bit more okay with it. Yeah. Well, then, then I have to look at Huck and be like, didn't you send this message? So you like sent a message that said, I'm in, I'm in mortal danger, grave danger. And you're like, maybe not grave. Maybe. Well, at that point of the journey, it made sense because it hadn't <laughs> right. started yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This, you know. but again, Iris is the, not the smart one. You know, Hope, <laughs> Hope would have figured it out for, uh, first had she had all the all the tools. It is. It, it is. I mean, I we've talked about it a lot already, but like it is crazy to me. Like, just take both the sisters. She's <laughs> like, hard. even if she's not like a super genius, she's obviously works really hard. She's 
She's, you know, speaking in front of the whole school. She could, right. she could do filing. Like they need someone to file. <laughs> She's class president. Uh, you know, there's definitely some stuff there that, uh, again, you could pull it apart. Uh, I think if like, it, if it's a show that like you're trying to take like massively seriously, that's hard for me to do. Uh, mm-hmm. but is it, is it, a, is it a show that like I can sit back and like really like enjoy like watching? Yeah. That definitely was this, this season. And I, and I think that that I wasn't expecting. I think I, I really did expect that I was just going to hate watch this. And no, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that like made me laugh and like even like some moments that i thought were like nice and quiet and compelling um and i i don't regret a second of time that i spent watching the walking dead world beyond which is not a thing that i expected to say by the end of the season do i think it's a great show certainly not do i think it's a fun show yeah absolutely i had a, i had a very fun time with this yeah. same agreed yeah. i miss elton already me too i know <laughs> i know what am I going to do? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, there will be more zombies in our future at some point. I know AJ has been quietly petitioning me. AJ, AJ wants us to talk about Z Nation. Now, I guess, would be your time to like pitch us on it, AJ, because I'm, I'm probably a no. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying buy in for a multi-seasonal watch of this. Yeah. But I, I do think that... Uh, there are these other zombie shows out there. And I think Z nation just reminds me a lot of this show because it's a different spin on, on the whole zombie universe. It has within it's, it's like a monster of the week kind of format, which is kind of what this became. It's like, Oh, here we go to big fire this week. Oh, here we go into this house this week. This is the school this week, you know? So it's, it's in that vein and they just do different um, takes on zombies with each episode. So like one episode, uh, you know, it's, plant-based zombies one episode it's animal-based zombies one episode it's you know when you say plant-based zombies are we talking vegans no i'm talking about uh, like uh hybrid uh rose bushes that come to life kind of things like the plants also become zombies kind of thing or or like there's a bear that's a zombie like the, in this in this universe it's it's kind of really cool that way that you never know what kind of zombies you're going to get um it knows its camp it knows it, it's it's totally is playing with with the genre the characters are a hoot and a half they pull a bit i'm I'm just gonna say right now they pull a bait and a switch in the first episode with a character you think is going to be a main character who ends up dying but even that's kind of cool because it's just like look anyone can die in this anyone and so they brought the first episode has a baby zombie it's just it's just very it's very cool (laughs) exactly Uh, it, it seems right in our wheelhouse, Chappelle. We love Josh, baby can zombies. Can we do it? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> said, I, I I stopped watching after the second season just because it, it got a little bit too far down the road in terms of plausibility. But I will say there is an episode. I'm, we, you'll never get to this episode, but there is an episode in I think season late season two where they encounter a, a museum of zombies where this guy is a, a zombie collector. That, that's the villain of the week. And he's just found, collector. He's, he's found zombies on the street. So he's got a cop zombie and it's in a cop exhibit and he's got a, you know, a fireman zombie and a fireman exhibit. He's and making th- zombie village people. He gets to the last room and he has the actual zombie of George R.R. Martin. What? It's a guy Wait, dressed what? as George R. R. Martin, and he's sitting there at a desk, and he's he's still writing. He's like, yeah, he just remembers what he did. Is is real? One of these days, he's going to come up with the last book. It just, <laughs> it's just it's just very clever. It, it's it, it's tongue in cheek. It's not to be taken seriously. And I just think it's it's good to see a fun 
take on the zombies, which is with none of the of the of the it's a zombie apocalypse. I, I think it's just a fun spin on it. We like fun here. We do like fun. Fun is good. Fun and yeah. stupid. Fun, fun and stupid. I, well, I love stupid. I like I mean, fun. Love stupid. Love stupid. Yeah. yeah, that's my. That's Paul, my I haven't guy. seen him since what the, the 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 new guy, the new kid, or the new guy. Was that the show, the movie with DJ Qualls goes to the school and then he oh, really? I think that's the new guy. I think the new right. guy. I yeah, think, uh, I haven't seen yeah, that DJ, guy. DJ in, in this as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, the new guy. Is that right? Would, 20, 2002 film, the new guy <laughs> with my guy DJ Qualls. Yeah, uh, who's got great hair in the new guy? It looks like. Oh. Wow, DJ Qualls doing good work. I said, I just think I think it's I think it's worth uh, worth checking out uh, as, as just on, in the interim. See how how you know, it did make me think that there, there could be a fun podcast to be had in like surveying other uh, corners of the, the the extended zombie universe. I just saw a recent film also that was actually pretty cool. Hashtag Alive. It's from Korea, and it's a, it's a really cool modern take on on the zombie uh, apocalypse it's even just like the idea of like talking about dawn of the dead could be fun i don't know like there's there could be something there i feel like we need a bracket of zombie properties zombie bracket yeah zombie bracket we could talk about pride and prejudice and zombies we can talk about <laughs> i zombie yeah we can good show yeah Oh, yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm here for this. I'm here for this. I just I just need y'all to know that I would make it my personal goal to be the person to murder the George R. R. Martin zombie. <laughs> <laughs> it would be my life's work. It would be that moment. At that point, you could just leave me in the museum because uh, I, I tell you that, that retribution. Was the- that yeah. was simultaneously the moment the show jumped the shark and endeared itself to me more than anything. I else. understand that feeling. I definitely yeah. oh. do. I was like, oh, I, they're going there. Great, awesome. Yeah. I love it. You got me. You got me. The moment you said it, my eyebrow went up. I was like, really? <laughs> Does he die painfully? Look, <laughs> here, here's what I'll say. Uh, we've got this Walking Dead podcast feed. You're subscribed to it, I assume, because you are listening to us right now. Stay subscribed. Maybe we'll have some treats to drop on you in the in the weeks ahead. We'll certainly be back end of February when, when Walking Dead proper is coming back. So that's going to be super fun and exciting. And I, I would expect at that point that Walking Dead's going to be cooking with gas for a little while, like the greater franchise. Like I, I bet we go from those six season 10 episodes, if not straight into the remainder of Fear of the Walking Dead, then I think pretty close to it. Um, so stick around. We'll be back. We'll be bobbing and weaving. We've got other stuff happening on post-show recaps, whether it's Star Trek Disco that Jess is doing with the great Mike Bloom, or I'll say again, Lost, another Lost shout out down the hatch with Mike, uh, the Spider-Man podcast that I'm doing with Kevin. The Mandalorian to talk more Star Wars. We got that going on. Uh, Jess and I actually also have a new podcast that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. Ooh. If you like, uh, if you like post-apocalyptic scenarios, this might be uh, something worth checking out. So uh, keep uh, keep an ear out for for that. More details to come. Um, follow everybody online. They're great. They're great. Chappelle, how do the people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. So like uh like Dave, but not spelled the same. But you can find me. I tweet all the time. So so they tell me. So, so. they tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. Jess, you're you're tweeting at Haymaker Hattie. Correct. You racing amazingly. Yep, doing amazing race. Um it's it's a good season. It's exactly the kind of thing. Again, it's the kind of balm we need for these troubled times and we're enjoying it quite a bit. Rob Sesternino and Mike Bloom and I are doing two weekly Amazing Race shows. One is for the straight-up recap, and one is for the nonsense. Tarpit. 
Um, AJ, what's happening with you at AJ Mass? That's me at AJ Mass. I was an early adopter. I could get that. I didn't have to add any numbers to my name. It was great. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're still uh, there's still sports going on, so I'm still uh, doing the ESPN stuff. Although, How is uh, sports these days? Not good. Not good, Josh. Not great. Not great. <laughs> not good. Teams are playing without quarterbacks. It's not good. <laughs> How do you do my, that? My team is playing literally without a team. I think we have 21 COVID cases on the Baltimore Ravens and 10 people on the injured reserve list on a 53-person uh, roster. So we just yeah. are just going to show up on Tuesday and um, hope that Bain runs in and destroys the Pittsburgh Steelers like he did in Batman. I was ahead of the curve on this no sports thing. I just got to point yeah, that well, out. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. But uh, no, my, my uh, trivia podcast, Beat My Guest, is still going strong. So uh, if you like trivia, check that out. You can find it where all uh, good podcasts are, are streamed. Everybody I'm, on this podcast has been on Beat My Guest except Chappelle, as far as I know. Yeah. You're next, Chappelle. So. I've been on it four times. So Did, did you win? <laughs> uh, well... You don't really know if you won or not, because the idea is that you're just playing and everybody else is trying to win against you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you never find out if you win. Well, you I never can find tell out. You, you know when your heart lost. You know when your heart. I lost. I lost. Yeah. Oh, well, I, lost. I can skip that because I'm gonna tell you I lost too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might have won a couple of times. It's really hard to tell. I lost. It's not hard to tell. I know that I lost. But Chappelle, the real important thing it's it's the friends you make along the way. The friends you make along it's the true. way, and the siblings you leave behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle's gonna out himself as the secret genius of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Very obviously, the secret genius. The secret oh. is the. The secret's out. The secret's out. Secret's out. All right. Uh, We're out as well. This was super fun. We'll have more zombie shenanigans at some point in the future. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.